0: Hello. Hey, all right. Hey, we're in business. Another late to the party. Late to the party.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, I'll I'll get better. I'm working on it. It's it's a <laughs> it's practice make perfect sort of thing.
0: <laughs> it was not your fault. Um yeah, we just had life going on.
1: Yeah, man. The week before spring break, lots to do. Um we've got a a meet this this uh Saturday that I think Nineteen twenty schools are supposed to show up at, so I'm going to be there from about five o'clock in the morning to, from what it, I've heard, anywhere from five o'clock to eight o'clock at night. Oh, joy! Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a doozy, but you know it—it it is what it is. So,
0: so I have a follow-up to our last episode. I beat Mass Effect Andromeda.
1: Heck yeah, you did! You're, you've been churning through it, so that doesn't surprise me in the least.
0: I have much more <laughs> clarified thoughts now than I used to. I don't I realize I wasn't describing it well in the last game, but yeah, I did go quickly. I did not play every nook and corner of this game. This was not a 60-hour playthrough. Right. Um it was still it's a good game. That of course is disappointing because our expectations I think were rightfully high. So it was still tough. So basically I played the story missions. Um, I only did like three ally uh, story arcs, the three allies that I really liked a lot.
1: Gotcha. You kind of dialed down on the stuff that you really enjoyed.
0: I did a decent amount of stuff on the first planet that you get stuck on before you have the world open up or the whole universe open up to you. And then I did a bunch of stuff on the pirate planet, which was a blast. Um, That sounds pretty cool. This is a game where I think if you can get over the fact that it's not the perfect game we hoped for, right. It's still a lot of fun. So it's mass effect. Um, it's weird storylines on like these side missions that you find. Um, it's the few characters that you really like. It's like the science fiction stuff that you love, zooming around the galaxy. You know, we're not going to have another Mass Effect game maybe ever, or at least not for the foreseeable future. So, if you need that like science fiction itch scratched, I think this game does it. It'll it'll do the, it'll do the trick for you if if a person can't get over that hump of disappointment that Mass Effect's dead i think that this is just going to be pure abject misery
1: which is which is i think my concern with it going into it is like i don't want to get into a game where it's just like going to be a constant reminder yeah this is the last time i'm going to enjoy a new mass effect game because this just did not like um dot all those i's and, and cross those t's where it needed to to make it you know the same level that the earlier ones were and now the different companies That are invested in it don't want to spend the money and i don't want to have that be like the lingering thought process as i try to enjoy this game
0: yeah no that's fair um i think the thing that i've actually i think realized is that i blame this on like the company bioware as a whole outside of mass effect not just like the mass effect development team right you know if they weren't in a position where this jeopardized their whole company they could have totally salvaged this game with a couple solid DLCs and really teed themselves up for a great second game right. coming out in like 2 3 years but the fact is like this is crisis time because i don't know <laughs> no but financially they're a mess so and it and it wasn't
1: when the game came out like it was pretty well staffed we were expecting it to be really good like it was there was a lot of hype built up for it and so it definitely was not in danger zone territory but now it absolutely went 100%
0: like, so now we gotta cross our fingers for Anthem to actually be good not just because I want it to be good but I don't want Bioware to go away
1: no it, it like because you know if Anthem's Anthem stinks and it just like nosedives then that's gonna kill any of Bioware's attempts to make any more games ever potentially yeah EA funding on a on a game or in a game company that is just, in their opinion, just nosediving on every opportunity. When when you think about it, a lot of the things that make um, that make uh, shoot, what was I going to say? The things that the things that make Mass Effect bad, like the new Mass Effect, not great. Like, the, like that are kind of grading and oh, I'm not really fond of how they did that are generally things that are going to come from an up top design decision other than anything that the developers probably did making this game. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a bummer because OG Mass Effect is great Mass Effect. And this new one just doesn't feel like it's got the same heart to it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's a game of um Paradox. So... One is that it had a really long development cycle and usually that makes for a perfect game. And ironically, I think the open world design of this game seemed outdated. Yep. Like this game actually started development, I think back when like Far Cry 3 was a thing. Oof. And it kind of feels a little bit wonky in a few ways. Um, Another paradox is that like the faces look absolutely terrible, but space and planets look amazing. Right, um and there's it's hilarious. You'll be doing this like side mission that has this incredible story arc. You know, it's totally like in the corner of the game. Like, no, hardly anybody's going to see this. It's amazing. It looks great, and they'll just drop these just incredibly choreographed cutscenes that look phenomenal. Like they look like movies. It's just it's confusing. It's, but,
1: it sounds like it's just mostly jarring. Like you don't really know how to handle it.
0: everything. It's actually it in different ways. It's actually not because you get used I don't know you just get into like Mass Effect jank vibe mode right you're just cool with it so like honestly you stop noticing the faces like straight up you're just like not even paying attention to it anymore you just know it's terrible doesn't matter it's not why you're playing the game so yeah I mean it's it was a good game they uh missed a lot of stuff but ultimately it was fun and so.
1: and i think that's kind of the bottom line with a lot of games like especially now um working in the working in the context that i'm working in uh where i don't have a ton of, ton of time to play games anymore except for thank thankfully it is uh um coming up on spring break here we actually just started it a little bit ago um i got back from getting my track kids on the move and doing their uh their practice today and decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to go home and record the podcast and I'll just do my workout early tomorrow because I don't have to work tomorrow. Um, but that's going to be like one of the few times where I actually get to play games because now I have time. And before, like during the school, the school week and everything like that, I don't really have the amount of time that I used to be able to invest into playing a video game. And so I do play something. I want it to really blow my skirt up. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, like, I I don't want to sit here and spend my already limited time playing a game that is not going to just make me have a great time with it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So hopefully you're going to be able to dig into Dragon Age Inquisition more. How's it playing?
1: Dude, I've been really enjoying it. Um, Actually, I've... uh, I got into... um, uh, Got, really got into playing the game and really got into the story a lot more than I expected to um, because like I didn't have that sort of foundational background for Dragon Age's lore and everything. So I went and I watched like a 15-20 minute video about it and uh, kind of got brushed up on who are, the, who are the Grey Wardens, who like what is Magic's deal in this game, all that kind of stuff. And after I learned all that verbiage and all the different um, g- geopolitical struggles that went on in the game uh it's it's gotten a lot better. And so I've really been into dig in, being able to dig in um and say, and and this is the thing about Dragon Age that I've been loving and I didn't expect to have this in this game. Uh in Mass Effect, I never felt like I was role playing Shepherd, if that makes sense. Like oh. Shepherd, Shepherd was always kinda like it was an, a self insert for me. It's like, yes, I made my, my Shepherd, like I sure I do some background stuff, like, all right, I'm a war hero like I survived the massacre thing um, I'm from Earth you know like stuff like that but apart from those things nothing ever felt like I was role playing like I'm not my shepherd would do this you know what I mean it's just this is how I would handle the situation so when I bet, went back through it and tried to play another playthrough of the Mass Effect trilogy as I was like saying okay I'm gonna role play Shepard this differ- or differently this time I do it and go like that didn't feel no Like that, that wasn't really enjoyable. Like seeing that scene, it was kind of like, I could have just watched that on a YouTube video. I didn't need to put in the effort that didn't feel like something I really wanted to earn um, to play a different path. And so role-playing Shepard was never a thing. It was always, those are my choices from my self insert character. Whereas when I played Dragon Age, I'm playing as a Dalish, uh, like elf rogue. And so for me, it's, I picked that background and reading up on that background, I firmly stand behind my elf when he says, no, I am not the chosen savior of your religion because your religion actively states that me and my people are bad. Like, no, I am not going to be, I am not your herald, right? And and then when I'm given the choice, do I want to go to the outcast mages for help or am I going to go to the Templars for help? My elf is like, duh, we're going to the mages. Like, why would we ever go to those Templar fascists? Heck no. And so he goes with them. Whereas if I had done a human, like a nobleman human, that would have been an entirely different situation. I would have said, well, maybe I'd go with the Templars. Maybe I'd do this. And it's created like this really interesting role-playing experience that I've honestly never really done before, apart from The Witcher. And uh, it's been really refreshing. I didn't expect to get that out of it.
0: That's so incredible. Um, the world is so layered and deep yeah, and like the, po- the politics are insane. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I always, um, I think we've talked about this before. I always play with myself in that character's shoes. Right. Um, but that's like so cool that you can put yourself like into Dalish. I mean, I guess for me, like the difference would be like, if I put myself in a Dalish elf play through I would play as if I, I might make similar decisions because I'd be like yeah screw your religion but right um, I'm never just like a jerk to be a jerk to people during games or anything
1: oh 100, like, 100% like for for instance um, one of the one of the things that I've realized as I've been playing through it is uh, it's it's not so much a, I'm going to do this thing because I I like I hate what you're doing um, and I, I, always, I actually have a weird time trying to put myself in the shoes of a character in a very story-driven RPG like this, where you're kind of... And they give you a more determined background than Shepard gets. You know what I mean? Where Shepard, yeah. it's like every now and then you'll get, uh oh, you remember when we used to run in that gang back on Earth? It was me, like, what? Like a, weird, a weird disconnect, because I'm like, no. and <laughs> In Dragon Age, they haven't tried to force that yet. You know, it's never like, oh, remember when we used to do this thing over there? And my character, because I'm not gonna have any knowledge of that as a player. Like, and then they never do that. They just say, oh, you're you're a Dalish elf. And when you interact with other, you know, for instance, uh, um, Solus, who is an apostate, you have that. They, you get that kind of discussion that can happen, and it never feels inorganic. It's always like, I'm a Dalish elf. You're a Dalish elf. We have that common shared past. But apart from that. There's no interaction. There's no, like, remember that one time where we did this? Because then I don't have to sit there as a player going, I guess I'm going to have to assume that happened. That's kind of a player choice I would have liked. Um, But uh, it it enables me to kind of not so much put myself in their shoes, but try to live the story through, like, a playable character. And And that's so incredible. And interpret the background. Like, for instance, to use my example of the Witcher, as I'm playing Geralt, it's like, okay, my interpretation of how Geralt would do this is this. Even though I don't entirely d- agree with this thing, this feels like something that Geralt would do. And then I would ah. do the thing and it would happen. And I'd go, yeah, no, okay. That made, exa- that made exact sense for what I thought would go down in that situation. Interesting.
0: Um, so, I just play as myself in that situation.
1: Right. And, and for me, like, I think that's why I got so heavily invested in the story of the Witcher. And why I was a, I the most emotional I've ever been at the ending of um uh of a of a game, as I was with the Witcher, because I got so invested in the what's what's Geralt going to do in this situation? How does Geralt interact with that?
0: And it was just such a great such a great experience and a great time. That's awesome. So I think um Dragon Age is peak single player RPG. Especially Bioware, but just RPG in general, because like now we're in the land of games as a service, and yep. they've already said that's where the next Dragon Age is going. And I bet the next Dragon Age and the next and or and Anthem are going to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're going to be very similar games. Um, if I'm just going to do, guess,
1: you do feel about a Dragon Age uh, looter because that's what it looks like. Anthem's going to be. It looks like it's going to be a Bioware looter.
0: See that sounds fun. I'm just worried that you know, like, Inquisition sets itself up for just such an amazing sequel that I think they're gonna miss out.
1: Yep. But again, we'll see what they decide to do with it. Um, hopefully, Andromeda really opened up Bioware's eyes to how they treat their best IPs because, like, Andromeda, like, like you you've already said, it's not an unenjoyable experience. It's just that the the height and the level of expectation for bioware's main ips is just so high that if it if anything is marginal like kind of average it just seems like garbage right you know like by comparison and if anthem comes out and people play anthem and they're like no oh, this is this is like destiny but not really as good then it's just going to completely tank anything bioware does again you know
0: i'm and worried that's,
1: yeah that's the concern I've got.
0: Well, and like, I just, this is probably a whole nother podcast. So let's, I don't know, might be opening up a can of worms, but like, I don't need every game to be game as a service looter. Like, no. I don't want every game to require, not even, that I play it forever for two years. Like, like, I don't have room for like maybe even one of those, much less four.
1: I, cause, cause that was definitely a thing that, that influenced my purchasing. In in games like over the past few years, is I'll buy a game, go like this is an investment. I made an investment. I'm going to be able to play this game for a long time. And the only game that actually has really so- solidly done that reality, the only few games I should say, are Skyrim, Destiny, the first one, and uh, let me think. There's like one more I can positively think of. Any any competitive shooter game that I really get latched onto, like Battlefield. I've been playing Battlefield for a while, or Diablo diablo was a game as a service that worked really well um but everything else is like i'll get it and say i'm gonna play this game for a long time and then get bored because eventually that um looter i'm gonna go get this i'm gonna grind for this mechanic gets old if it's not done in a certain way that is just iconic and stand out and really gets you hooked you know it's gotta really get you hooked for that
0: totally so, um I think we'll have to do a follow up um when sure. you finish Dragon Age cuz that story yes. is so good.
1: Yes, I think I I tech I don't think I was talking to you. I think after we we decided we weren't going to do a podcast last night, I hopped on and um tried to play Destiny 2 last night with uh Tim Herber and it didn't work for some reason, so that's why I was dinking around with my router today. Uh but we talked a little bit about it Dragon Age and um he like lit up like a Christmas tree when I said I was doing a mi- about to do a mission called "In Your Heart Shall Burn," um, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that is like the mission of the game. So you're gonna have to set aside a long time to do that one." I'm like, "Okay, I'll so excited. I'll save that. I'll save that for Sunday, and then I'll I'll definitely let you know what happens after I
0: rock that one out." That's great. Can't wait. Yes, sir. So um since finishing mass effect i picked up an old game mm-hmm. assassin's creed syndicate Ooh. um yeah so i have a confession which is that i play old assassin's creed games
1: I... yeah man that's that's a thing you're doing a thing a lot a lot of people do
0: i don't know why i do it either so we'll probably have to have like an episode where you play therapist because and and
1: try to like break your, your old Assassin's Creed games addiction, because I don't know, man, I think the last Assassin's Creed I played was black flag. And I played through that game and went, I don't think they can change this formula in a way that's going to make me want to go back again. It's
0: because the settings are good. That's why. And the, the funny thing is like, I wouldn't even say I'm addicted to it. It's not my favorite game series, even remotely. No. Um, it's like i don't know it just feels like a good barometer for where the games industry is and where it's been right um the settings i think are really what does it for me i kind of play it honestly pretty bare bones like i level up my character just enough Um, i explore the city just enough to get a feel for it but i definitely don't try to do everything right and i just like enjoy enjoy the city enjoy history um i really love this game though um i just really like victorian england like this was my dream assassin's creed setting so cool
1: i i know that um have you have you been curious about getting into the most recent assassin's creed
0: yes and i will um i just wanted to catch up right but that's been Cause, my because i I've,
1: I've heard some remarkable things about the new assassin's creed like giant bomb talks it up a lot and the weird
0: yeah the weird thing though is like it's basically like an rpg now in uh, origins which like i'm not sure if that fits or not um we'll see but the setting's supposed to be great so um, the other thing is i need to play rogue which just got like re-released
1: rogue looks like it could be pretty cool if it's if it if it plays a bit like uh black flag did i loved black flag
0: So it's on the Black Flag Engine, I think.
1: Cool. Maybe I'll have to check that out.
0: That was a weird one because they literally released, oh, what was the Revolutionary War game? Was that Assassin's Creed 3?
1: That was 3, yep.
0: They released 3 on Xbox One, right? Yep and they released rogue on 360 simultaneously it was like same day release or something bonkers which is so weird but i'm excited because it's like black flag has such a good engine and to explore this series from my templars point of view i mean like the beginning of three you play as a templar actually and it's hilarious because they kind of just act like he's a crappy assassin like lots of talent but no climbing talent and then it's revealed very, very early on. Like, oh, you're actually the dad of the character to come into this game and you're a Templar and his son becomes an and assassin. Crap. But to have a full game, oh man. might be good.
1: I, I did, you, did you play Assassin's Creed 3? Yeah, yeah. What, what'd you think of it? The oh, it
0: was, it was disappointing.
1: Oh it's man. Janky,
0: I, broken, empty. Yep. Boring. Boring, really boring, boring. So, I really liked Black Flag, although, and I loved Kenway, but I kind of just really was frustrated by how not seriously he took everything.
1: Oh okay. yeah, he was—he was just very tongue-in-cheek sort of deal. Like
0: he—he he did not care about. Well, me. and it was funny because it wasn't even that he was like a tongue-in-cheek assassin. It's like he just kind of happens to be an assassin by accident, a little bit.
1: Like, he he was barely even an assassin to begin with. He just kind of got thrown into it.
0: And he, like, kind of slapped some Templars because they were jerk faces. Yep. Um, and it, But it is funny because, like, in Syndicate, um, I actually literally just ran a mission where I went to Edward Kenway's house. That's cool. And it's hilarious because they're talking him up as this, like, assassin legend.
1: <laughs> and he's, like, very much not. He's like, I don't even want to do this. I don't even want to be that guy.
0: Right he's i mean yeah he's dead but it's funny um it's a good game though you play as those twins which is interesting to have two different characters you have like you have to level them up with their abilities separately interesting which is ironic because i basically just give them the same build just so like, you
1: kind of always playing you you know what you're going to well
0: out. you like, just you play assassin's creed the way you play assassin's creed as a right. person so yeah, and there's missions that are boring, but a lot of them are good. The setting's an absolute blast. Um, so, right? should be, fingers crossed, I should be—fingers crossed—I should be caught up for the next Assassin's Creed because between now and then, I could play Rogue and Origins after I finish Syndicate. So,
1: and and it's and it's totally doable because those games can be pretty. I'm sure you can steamroll through those guys just about as efficiently as you did. Um, what what are we what were we talking about just as efficiently as you did in drama, if not more efficiently, because they are a lot more um like uh what what's the word I'm looking for kind of railroaded it's yeah. very, it's it's a lot more story based, so you can definitely do stuff like that
0: yeah, but I should not be long, and I'm okay with that. I'm cool with flying through it, so I'm having a good time so well, I think that's that's it for this episode.
1: yeah, I think that'll do it for today.
0: Have a good one, Connor.
1: You too, my man. I will talk to you later.
0: Until next time. Uh Uh-huh.